We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. My name is Laquita Monley. And I am your host, and I just want to take a moment to thank all of our returning listeners. We appreciate your love and support. And if this is your first time joining us on the podcast, we appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy day and popping onto the podcast. And consider hitting that subscribe button and your notification bell so that you'll be aware when our new episodes drop every week. But today, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I have a treat in store for you today. I have an amazing sister in the studio with me, Miss Letitia Stiles, and we're going to be having some great conversations surrounding marketing and, but most importantly, surrounding mindset. But listen, let me start running my chops for a minute and let Miss Letitia introduce herself to the few people that might not know who she is. How are you doing today, sis? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm really excited uh, to be here and um, as you said, we're going to be talking a lot about mindset. Um, I do uh, also help clients with marketing. And I was actually having a conversation with someone today and, and talked about how mindset and marketing go hand in hand because it's all about buyer psychology. So just kind of going a little bit into my background, how I got started. I uh, started online as a personal finance blogger of all things and kind of fell into the marketing world because I loved creating content, writing blogs. I love creating YouTube videos. I still create YouTube videos. And I started working with small business owners to help them with content. And that turned into me creating my own business of, you know, not only helping business owners create content, but also 
teaching small business owners how to create content and create content that converts. And then that started to transition a little bit more into, okay, well, what is, what is it that actually causes someone to take an action? What causes them to buy? And so I started diving a little bit deeper into buyer psychology. And that led me to realizing that even though I could give someone the tools and the systems and the how to, sometimes there was always this, you know, little thing here or there that prevented them from taking action and getting success with it. So then my next question was, okay, not only what does, what causes someone to buy, what causes someone to just take action period and cause, yes. and help them to get the results. And that kind of led me into where I am now, which is helping uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and really any individual who realizes that they have more potential, help them to shift subconscious blocks so that they can um, create massive profit and essentially assume the throne in their, in their life and in their business. I love the way you said that, assume the throne. That, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, and even everything that, that you said about your journey, it just it resonates with me so much because as an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur for several years and I've kind of, you know, you do this wave thing mm-hmm. on you're up, you're down, and then you are like, I call it the shiny way, the Raven syndrome with the shiny, mm-hmm. the shiny objects, right? You know, let me buy this program and do this and let me buy that program and do that. And, you know, you turn around a few years have passed and you spent tons of money going in circles, going in circles. Yeah. And, and I finally realized that it, the issue wasn't necessarily always with the potential client, but a lot of times the issue was with me. Mm-hmm. And the internal things. And so that was that was one of the things that really drew me in as what you help your clients do with shifting subconscious block. Because I'm not saying that frameworks don't work because I, I believe in principles. And principles, when you consistently work them, they work. Yeah. But what, like you said, what makes you take the initial action to even do it? Like, how do you help your clients shift those subconscious blocks or let me back it up. Yeah. How do you recognize that they have? Right. Yeah. Cause that's always the first step is recognizing them. And the first thing that we do is honestly just look at what do you desire? So I call this declare and decree, which is declare what you want and then decree it. It must be done. Right. If you're, if you are stepping into that, that role and assuming the throne, like what you say is law. And so the first thing that happens once you declare what you want and you decree it is some sort of doubt comes up. So there's a doubt, a fear, a concern, something that says something is maybe this might not work because of this, or maybe I can't do it because of that. That's where we start recognizing the subconscious blocks. Mm -hmm. And we pay attention to those because it's going to tell us what steps we need to take in order to start shifting them. And the reason I use the word shift is because we're not necessarily like you don't eliminate a subconscious block. Um, essentially, if you think about uh, the way that a mountain is structured and the fastest way up the mountain is not necessarily to climb directly up the top because it's very sharp, right? It's a sharp incline. Sometimes the fastest way is to go around it. And I don't are what I don't know what city are you in? Pauline, Texas. Okay, I don't know if you've ever been to. Stone Mountain in Georgia? I haven't been to Stone Mountain in Georgia. I have had the not pleasure of riding through the Colorado Rockies. 
Okay, so you, you kind of get the idea of like, yeah. you know, they don't take you straight up the top. They they kind of take you around just a little bit. And, and that's essentially what it is when we start shifting a subconscious block. We're not just going to push it and like, you know, push it off the side of the cliff up mountain. What we're ended up doing is we push it out of our way so that we can move forward. And then we, we see it at a new level. At that next level, we're better equipped to deal with it. We're better equipped to handle it. But generally, the things that you struggle with now are the things you'll continue to struggle with just at different levels. And so that's why I say shift a subconscious block, because we're never really eliminating it. We're really just kind of moving it so that, OK, now we can get to the next level. And then now when it's time to tackle it again, we'll be prepared for it. That's real good. So the first step is recognizing that we have the subconscious block, identifying what they are. And I love that you that you said that you never completely eliminate them, but we we shift where they are instead of them being something that drives us and pushes us that we respond to like initially. So if it's fear and I'm afraid or I'm say I'm a perfectionist and it's mm-hmm. not as perfect as I want it to be in my head, that won't be something that will hinder me from starting anymore. I, I'm still a perfectionist, but it won't stop me from moving forward. Yeah, I'm actually glad that you brought that up, the perfectionism, because there are seven common subconscious blocks um, that if you don't mind, I'll take a second and just run through yeah, all seven do. of them. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got block number one, which is self-sabotage. That's um, the idea that I don't deserve it or it never works out for me. We've got block two, which is imposter syndrome. That's the idea that I'm not experienced. Or I'm not worthy enough to have what I desire. Block number three is start, stop. And this is where that perfectionism comes in. That's where you leave projects half finished. So you start something, but then you tend to stop it or you never completely finish it or never feels finished, right? Um, we've got block number four, which is self-doubt. That's not believing in yourself or your abilities and skills. Block number five, which is fear of greatness. And that's being afraid of the consequences of massive success. And uh, on the flip side, we have block number six, which is fear of failure. And that's being afraid of the consequences of failure. And then block number seven, which is one of my favorite personally, which is addiction to struggle. And that's an unwillingness to release the status quo of the struggle. Like there's something about it that feels good. And with these, the reason that these are the seven most common is generally speaking, any of those doubts that come up, those initial doubts and fears, they can be grouped into one of these seven most common blocks, which is good because once we can identify it, we can start putting in a place to to start shifting it. When you were naming these seven, it was like, oh, I've won the gamut. <laughs> was, there one, was there one that like uh, spoke to you the most? Uh, um, actually, two. The mm-hmm. uh, the imposter syndrome and start stop. Those so two. now you know. Yeah. So in particular, if those are the ones that kind of um, spoke to you, now you know, okay, now that I'm aware of it, I can recognize it when it comes up. Yes. And then all you have to do is go into your toolbox, which is actually a perfect word for the podcast, right? right. <laughs> you just go into your toolbox and then you determine, okay, this is what I need to do in order to shift this. So I can give you the exercises for those two if you want. That would be cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> Listen, I, I have, have, um, I have exercises for each. Say that again. I was just telling the audience, I hope they have their pencil and their paper out today. If they can see me, they see I have mine. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, so I have all of, I have an exercise for each one and I've, um, I put it inside of the uh, manifestation goal planner that I created. Um, but it's called dream decide do. And inside of there in the dream section, we specifically talk about all seven. So, um, I know we probably don't have enough time to do the exercise for all seven, but I figured we can just do those too. 
And uh, hopefully that'll help someone maybe if they have the same one. So for block number three, which was, oh, wait, you said imposter syndrome and start stop. So for block number two, which was imposter syndrome, a feeling that I'm not experienced or worthy enough. Uh, with this, you'll write out all of your accomplishments as if you had to prove to someone else that you're good at what you do. So basically, you'll take a step from the outside looking in and you'll literally write down everything. I have an exercise that I, I do with my clients. It's they have to write down 77 reasons. They're the sugar, honey, iced tea. And if you take right. the first letter of each word, right? Sugar, <laughs> honey, iced tea, you, you, you get it. Like um, it. And so they have to write out 77 reasons. And it might not even have anything related to alphabet soup that you've gotten, awards that you've won, but literally just an example is, for example, I taught myself how to crochet. That's something that I would write down on my list. So as you're writing down your list of accomplishments, the things that you've done, reasons that you're the sugar, honey, iced tea, you start realizing that you are experienced. You start realizing that you are worthy. And if you ever have a doubt that's related to like, oh man, I can't speak in front of these people because you know I'm not experienced enough. You can literally just go back to that list and you probably have something on there that was like, well, actually... I was, you know, when I was five years old, I was pulled up in front of the class and I remember that I was, you know, great at that or whatever it is, right? I'm sure there's something that relates to that thing you feel a sense of imposter syndrome about. Then for the start, stop. So is that like a helpful exercise for you? It it definitely is. It it actually made me think about um, earlier this year, I was nominated to receive an honorary doctorate. And so I had to send in a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that is what made me realize that I struggled with imposter syndrome because before then it was just, you know, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. And then when the nomination came in and my friends were like, Ooh, Laquita, that's so great. And on the inside of my head, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. no, it's not because I don't deserve that. Exactly. It's like, you know how much work it takes to get a doctor. I have a few Mm -hmm. really close friends that were literally in the process of Mm -hmm. getting their doctorate. One had just graduated. Two were still, uh, writing their dissertations and, and mm-hmm. there are certain spaces. And so anywho, I felt some type of way about it and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through the process, I had to put together my resume and send in all of my sugar, honey, iced tea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My husband was helping me get all of these things together, um, mm-hmm. you know, different accolades that I've gotten over the years. But a lot of them I've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've forgotten that I did that. It's like, oh, I might be all right after all. Like, right. <laughs> like, okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Right, okay, okay, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Yeah. By the time of the date of the ceremony, I was mm-hmm. feeling a lot better than when I was initially, I was initially told about it in January of this year. Okay. The ceremony was June the 4th and it literally took me like those months. Yeah to get okay with it. People would have to ask me about it. I wasn't volunteering any information mm-hmm. on this subject. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's the struggle bus. And yeah. I was talking to my cousin who's in the middle of getting her PhD and was telling mm-hmm. her how I was feeling, but she's a, a therapist. And mm-hmm. that's what she said. Like, you are, my family calls me Quasha. She's like, Quasha, you know mm-hmm. you have imposter syndrome? No, mm. I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's it's a powerful, it's a powerful exercise. And yeah. you know, I feel like it's also something that, you know, we don't do enough is just pat ourselves on the back for 
things that we've done, especially, you know, honestly, black women, we just don't like we have this feeling often that it's what we're supposed to do. And yes. so we do it yes. because that's all with, you know, the expect like we expect of ourselves more than what anybody else does. And I find that that idea permeates through a lot of other things that you do in terms of growing a business, attracting clients, like, you know, stepping into and like I said, assuming the throne in, in your life. Yes. I still love that, assuming the throne. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then we got our next block, which is uh, that you mentioned start, stop, and that's yes. the leaving projects have finished. So this exercise is a one that's a little bit more practical and it's, it involves a couple things. First thing is choosing a non-negotiable time to work on the thing that you want to move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And actually like schedule it out in your calendar. So, you know, if, for example, you're writing a book from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. is only book writing time as, as a good example. Um, but then this next thing is the one that I like even better, which is at the end of the day, you'll write what I call a to-done list instead of a to-do list. So you write out, these are the things that I accomplished today. So I I did wrote five pages for my new book. I, you know, hosted an interview, a podcast interview. I, um, you know, whatever, watched a, a webinar, watched an, a course that I had purchased, you know, last year, rewatched it. So you would write out all those things. And as you write them out, you cross them off which is just what you would do for a to-do list, but this is a to-done list. So you write those out and cross them off. And so this process of doing this starts to reinforce to your brain, your subconscious, I finish what I start. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a, it's a simple one line strike through, but you, you know, you, it's very impactful when you see that list and everything is crossed off. Then you start realizing, okay, like I finish what I start and you start assuming that identity. And then um, on top of that, the other thing I like doing with this is at the start of the day, write out just one to three things that would make this day a win. So mm-hmm. I literally say, what would make this day a win? And it's only one to three things. And they're very succinct. It's not like, you know, finish such and such project. If your project is, I'm, you know, launching a course, then maybe the one thing you do today is write one email, like literally something that you can accomplish in that day and you're going to finish. And then once you knock those things out, even though you might have a much longer, you know, quote unquote to do list, once you knock those things out and you cross those off, anything else that you do during that day is a bonus and it gets written in on your to done list at the end of the day. So by the end of it, we've got the three things that made today a win. So now you feel like I won. Then you got your full to done list, which is like everything you've accomplished. And you say, you know, I finish what I start. And as you take on that identity, it will help you to, you know, no longer feel that sense of perfection because you only had to do those three things, you know, one, two, three things, and you got more stuff done. You know, you start feeling really good about that. And that dopamine continues to, you know, compound. So that, that increases um, the level of accomplishment that I have. I love that. Yes. The done list. So I'm and we often, a lot of times with perfectionists, we like writing stuff down and crossing it off. So it like, <laughs> you see the pad in my hand, don't you? <laughs> If I feel my like deep seated need, we have it like I just want to cross the stuff off my head. I do, I do. Yeah. If I could show you my other journal that mm-hmm. I write stuff in for the day, when I know I'm excited about it, mm-hmm. I put two check marks on it. Yeah, because you're like I'm done, done. Yeah, yes, I'm so done. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm smiling like this is this is definitely it. Uh, choosing the the non-negotiable time. Mm-hmm. And I would would you say when you say that the thing that pops in my head is I'm the person that most often breaks that rule. So it's got to mm-hmm. be something that I won't yep. break. Like this negotiation here, it's set, it's done. Mm-hmm. I won't do anything else in that time. Not not that people will bother me, but I won't get up and go and do something else. Exactly. Or yeah. schedule anything else during that time. Like it has to be, you know, blocked off for you. Like literally put in your calendar. And honestly, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I need to do that for myself because I'm in the process of writing a book. And I've so far just been kind of doing it like here and there. But yesterday I set a date, a due date to have it completed by December. And that means that I got to get going because it's going to be, it's going to be a big one. So that means I need to create my non-negotiable time as well. Let me tell you how that rule, that rule, that rule blessed my life. (laughs) I wrote, I wrote a book. Uh-huh. And it's out now. I'm very happy about it. And even as I was going through, just thinking about some things that you said and thinking about some mm-hmm. things my cousin said, perfectionism and imposter syndrome. I, the book was done in 2020. It was done in 2020. It was ready to print. Mm-hmm. I picked a publisher and everything. And she bless her cotton socks. She was so patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just waiting on your book. Yeah, I just waiting on you. To, you know, just. Yeah on over you can share them a google doc and yeah i wouldn't do it i participated in a couple of anthologies still did mm. not submit my manuscript mm. but i participated in a couple of those finally did it mm. and i am very very happy with the end product initially i was not but yeah i was it took all of 2020 to write the book mm-hmm because I wouldn't dedicate the time to it, but I wouldn't dedicate the time to it, honestly, just as I'm processing here because of the first issue. Yeah. Because the feeling first like you weren't quite the one to the one. create that, which is crazy because yeah. I'm sure it was your message. What's the name? What's the name of the book? The name of the book is Redefining Success, a mm. tool that I've used to develop a growth mindset. And mm. it's all about the importance of identity. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a retired military wife. My husband's been 24 plus years active in the army well being married to a high achiever and you a high achiever too but that Mm -hmm. whole male female dynamic and the way that the military is structured i lost my identity and we were Mm -hmm. we've been together 30 years so Mm -hmm. let me just say i didn't never i never crafted one and the book takes little excerpts from funny things in my life the lessons that i learned the uh the tool takeaway Mm -hmm. and it just teaches those principles and how you can apply it in your life to understand the importance of your identity and everything we do personally, professionally hinges on that identity. And yep. looking at it now, I can say, yep, it is very powerful, but it took me a long time to realize that. Just to and get I it out. Yeah. Yep. Just to get it out. And writing it sent me through a lot of emotional changes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't dedicate that time. I remember some time sitting on the couch with my laptop in the corner, getting through those pages. And I might write mm-hmm. a little bit. I did hire a coach. And that okay. helped a lot. Yeah. To help get your voice out. Get get yeah. pull out of you what you what you could sort of already had had yeah. there. That helped a lot. So I can't wait to get your book. Yes, it's coming soon. It's called it's called Assume the Throne. Um, it does not have a subtitle yet, but it's all about helping you to step into that um new identity, step into that version of you that is already there. Yeah. That already exists, so that you can reach your full potential. So once again, subtitle is still a work in progress, 
um, but it will be available <laughs> I, I'm by it. December. Yes, I'm lo- in December. I am getting assume the phone. Yes, it's happening. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just just so what we're seeing, what I'm seeing here is a consistent theme of the importance of mindset mm-hmm. for us. Period. But especially in the entrepreneurial space, whether you're speaking, coaching, whatever it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. we have to be uh, open to a mindset shift. That, that's like the thing that I that I'm getting uh, in our conversation. Now, with that, getting that mindset shift, and we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are either on the fence about going full time mm-hmm. or they're you know, in that planning stage and they haven't quite launched yet. If they have not gotten it, based on the conversation we've already had, let them know how important it is to have that right mindset before they go and buy anybody's framework or course on how to create a six-figure salary as a speaker and a coach. Like, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I, that's a great question. And I'm glad you bring that up. So often the first thing that we do when there's a goal that we have or something that we want to do is we immediately like, just start moving in that direction without taking the time to consider number one, is this the direction we even want to go? So that's mm-hmm. the first thing is like really getting clear on like, what is it actually that you want? Not what somebody else has, or you're like, oh, I see that this person does this thing and I want to be just like them. So I want what they have. So I'm going to go figure out what they're doing or, you know, funnel hack it or whatever it is. Like, let me go figure out what they're doing so I can do their thing. The first step is to really just evaluate, like, what is it that you desire? Once again, declare and decree. What do you desire? Then from there, as you determine what are those initial doubts that come up, those, you know, initial subconscious blocks that start coming up for you, then we can figure out, okay, these are the things that I know are going to consistently come up. So how can I first put a framework in place for myself Mm. that allows me to not only recognize that when it comes up, but be able to actually shift them as, you know, as they come. So I I have that in my, in my, you know, my toolbox, right? Then from there, then it's time to go, okay, now let me figure out someone who's been there before, someone who's done what I desire to do, or someone who's really good at creating that transformation in other people. Um, You know, you don't always have to work with the person who's done it, if they know how to create transformation. And I think sometimes that gets overlooked in the industry. And a lot of times why sometimes people have imposter syndrome. Sometimes the thing that you're called to help clients achieve is also the thing that you need, Mm -hmm. but you have a blind spot for yourself. Mm -hmm. And somehow it's a lot easier for you to do it for a client than for you to do it for yourself. But that process of you coaching clients through it and you helping clients to develop in that area often is what you need to develop. And the the analogy I like to use is that a surgeon never operates on themselves, right? Even though they know how to do surgery, they're not going to be the one saying, okay, let me cut myself open and, and, you know, perform surgery on myself, right? So as that person who is you know, maybe you're good at, at doing what you do. Maybe you're a step ahead of your clients or maybe you're still like you just know how to facilitate that change. It's important for you to, to work with someone who can help you hire someone who can help you and assist you with, with where you want to go. Then um, once you have that in place, it's really just a matter of taking action. And then we kind of talked about that at the start as far as like, you know, uh, courses that 
you know, have already been purchased, but maybe it hasn't had, you know, haven't been opened or haven't, you know, you watched it through, but didn't actually take the action. And, and I've done that many, many times. So one thing that I ended up doing was I created a spreadsheet of every single course that I had purchased, every mentorship that I had invested in. And I've spent well over $80,000 on programs, products, services, and investing in myself. <laughs> this is not even like to mention like how much I spent on college twice. Right? Yeah. 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 You, know, you see is, the smile right here. Like, right. <laughs> You're like, me too. So I started going back through and it's, it's crazy because there was one mentor that I had. I bought a lot of her courses, a lot of every program. I was like, oh, that one's perfect. Oh, I need that. I started going back through her programs and just re-listening and realized that it was the same message every single time. There was a little bit of nuance and obviously the topic was just a little bit different, but the same core message, mm-hmm. which is what I was attracted to, was in every single program. And that's when I realized, okay, I just need to take action because she mm-hmm. keeps telling me you can do it, which is basically the core message. Like you can get paid for being yourself. You don't, you don't have to, um, do what other people are doing. Like you can do you basically. She kept saying that and, you know, all in different, different types of ways with these different programs, but it never locked for me. I never actually took action on, you know, what she said, which was stop trying to be everybody else and be you. Mm -hmm. And once I reviewed all those programs that I ended up spending thousands on and realized that it was like, it was so eye opening for me. And that's why I, I recommend for anyone who's purchased programs or courses, like go back through, find, you know, get a listing of all those programs, log back in and go through them and actually do, you know, do the work. I could preach about five messages on what you just <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> but especially, um, especially the, the fact that surgeons don't operate on themselves. Mm-hmm. The thing that we're most attracted to it's probably the thing that we struggle with the most. That's why we're yeah. attracted to it. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that you're really good at being able to help other people. Now, you know, we recognize that. Do some mindset shift. Still work on helping other people and understand mm-hmm. that because that's who you are authentically, that's you're doing what you've been created to do. You can do that and yeah. still bring someone else alongside you and partner with someone who can help do that work in you so that you can show up even better for your target audience. Mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely. I love that because I think, you know, a lot of people may get stuck there when they're feeling like, okay, I'm not worthy because I'm not, I still have this problem and that problem and that mm-hmm. problem. So, or even, you know, with the buying the courses and maybe they created some courses or wrote the book and still holding on to it for some god awful reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know it. Right. And won't release it. Um, I mean, you've just given some great nuggets there, some great tools as to why you should release what it is that you've done. And I love the uh, my takeaway from what you said about the courses is don't go back and buy another any more material, rework what you've already got mm-hmm. before you move forward to work with something else or to purchase something additional. Maximize the things that you've already invested in. Yep. To see if they are, you know, so that they can give you the results that you're looking for. I love that. I love that. Wow. 
declare and decree, identifying your blocks. I'll say the third one is just saying, knowing that I am enough. Mm. I think you're right. I am enough. Yes. And the the fourth one would be that if I could put a name on it, would be, you know, assume you're wrong. Like what? The name of your Absolutely. book. Absolutely. That's that, it. That, that last one is, you know, taking that action. Assume yeah. The throne, right? That's it. That is yeah. the final step. And uh, assuming the throne, if you if you visualize it, when the the king or the queen walks into the room, everybody stands up straighter, right? Yeah. There's it's not because they have a crown on their head; it's the energy that they're coming mm-hmm. into the room with. Yes. And if we think about our modern day kings and queens who are, you know, Beyonce you know, Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, Cher, like a lot of these big names, mm-hmm. it's something very similar. You know, people mm-hmm. lose their minds just when, just being in their presence. Why? Yes. It's because of the energy that they have when they walk into the room. It doesn't mean they're not humble. It doesn't mean as, as you know, stepping into that role as the queen or the king that you're above anyone. Mm-hmm. No, the king and the queen are called to serve. Yes. But you know, with your energy, because you're called to serve, you have a responsibility and you take that responsibility on. And that's really what it means to assume the throne is taking ownership of that responsibility that you have to deliver the message that you're called to serve, to help the people that you're called to help and doing it without regard to the fear that might be holding you back, without regard to, you know, things that you may have experienced in your life that make you think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. Like there's zero regard for that. The minute you step into that room, the minute you put your crown on, the minute you walk in and you sit in that chair and you assume the throne, it's game over. It's time for you to step up and do exactly what you've been called to do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's, and, and you're so right. I had just within this year and last year, I've, I've had the opportunity to be in a room with three people that I follow mm-hmm. and the energy, like, you know, they are very confident in who they are. They know what they're doing. But they also have that servant, that servant's heart. Like they are there to serve. And it's when they came into the space, the energy did shift. The atmosphere mm-hmm. in the room did shift. And not just because people were, you know, being a fangirl or fanboy. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It was you understood that greatness was in that space. And they understood that they were greatness in that space. And they were mm-hmm. doing all within their power to say, they're not the only people that are great in this space. You are great in this space. You yep. just need to own that you're great in this space. Exactly. So, and help draw it out of you. 100%. And help draw it out of you. Yeah. Like I had that an opportunity to be in a, in a training with Valerie Burton and mm. John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. And then this year I had an opportunity to be in a training with Les Brown. And that was like, yeah. wow, okay, this yeah. is. <laughs> you, can, you can sense it. You can feel the difference. Yeah. Yes. And Dr. Neil Del Toro came. I didn't mm-hmm. know him before then, but okay. I definitely knew that brother after the fact. I'm yeah. like, who is this? Yeah. Why have I never heard him before? Yep. <laughs> and it was, it's just amazing. And just yeah. to know that other people feel that way about you because of what you bring to the table and the positive impact that you have in their life. Yeah. But you won't get it if you don't assume the throne. 
Absolutely. I love that. I cannot wait till you put that book out. I want to see what that I know. Is. I'm getting more excited now. I'm like, okay, I just, I feel like I just wrote the outro to it. So I'm going <laughs> to grab this recording and, and transcribe that last little bit and put it in there. Just like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, guys, I hope you guys have been writing. And if you haven't, you know, don't worry. It's a podcast. Hit the replay button. Back it up to about, oh, the beginning, because you want to hear it again. <laughs> you want to hear it again. This is one of those episodes that you want to process because there's so many rich nuggets in it. You want to listen to it over and over again. And if you're like me, you want to write that down in detail and go back and process through that and see how to apply. You know, one of the things that I love about the guests that come on with the toolbox, they don't just give us tools. But they also teach us how to use the tools. There's nothing worse than having a toolbox full of stuff and you don't know how to use it. You don't know what it's for. But you've given us some great tools, told us what they were for, and told us how to use them. Now it's up to us just to put it into action. It's amazing. It's amazing. I appreciate you for coming on the show today. It is, yeah. Now I'm having a fangirl moment. Thank but. you. No, thank you so much for having me. I love it. And you have a great smile too. It like lights up your whole face. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, not, is it not that you haven't given us any great tools because I'm counting about 10 on my <laughs> paper right now. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do wrap up the episode, mm -hmm. do you have any final things or, or final thoughts you want to share? Tell us how to connect with you and what type of events that you have going on that we definitely need to be a part of. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess one of the final things that I will share is um, that ultimately, if you want to achieve your dreams, right, if you feel like there's something that you want to do or, or you know, your entrepreneur, you want to step out on there and, and do all those things, you deserve to achieve your dreams, but only if you decide to do whatever it takes to get them. So you have to be willing to put that action in place. Um, so that's the first thing I'll say. Second thing is, if you would like to hear more about the mindset behind behind it all, like what actually causes us to shift and and grow our business and ourself and and you know step into that that next level version then um, you definitely want to follow me on Instagram. I'm at Letitia Styles TV. And from there, if you tap the link in my bio, it'll take you to all of the other uh, platforms. I also host the weekly training on YouTube as well. So um, all that information is inside of the uh, Instagram bio. And then from there, um, what I will say is if there's something that you heard and you heard it the very first time, Often what you'll need to do is hear it again. So as as you were saying, like, hey, go back to it and listen to it. Sometimes what you pick up the first time around is not necessarily what you'll pick up the second time around. And that's the main thing that I'm saying about, hey, go back through and review and revise and, and listen again. It's it's about really imprinting it and helping yourself to determine, you know, what's the next thing that I need to learn? What's what's the next thing that I need to get? Um, and then as far as events, live events, things that I've got going on, I have the Royal Retreat, which obviously fits in very well with Assume the Throne. And um, that's really for um, it's it's women only. Um, so it's for women who are ready to become queen in their life, in their business, 
and have all areas of their life working well for them. So that's health, wealth, relationship, money, business, finance, career, everything ready to kind of step into that level to, to accept and allow in everything that already has your name on it. So I generally do that uh, once a year. We do that in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And then I, I also have uh, what are called Assume the Throne VIP events that I do um, here and there. Uh, throughout the year. The next one's coming up in Atlanta in October. So Awesome, awesome, awesome. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have all of the relevant links in the show notes. So don't worry if you missed anything. First, hit the replay button. Second, go ahead and click that more button so you can see all of the show notes and click on all of uh, Letitia's uh, social media links so that you can connect with her and find out uh, exactly how what you need to do in order to attend the events that she has coming up throughout the course of the year and get plugged in to her YouTube channel as well as her Instagram. So you can continue to get great nuggets um, on the importance of mindset, but and how that mindset is impacting our ability to market effectively, to um, identify our target audience. And even I was listening to one of your um, YouTube videos, and you were talking about just that, like how the mindset relates to identifying all those things. We may be missing out on the six figures because we have not made the necessary mindset shift yet to identify the audience, to know how to reach them, what they need, how to craft our message, all of those good things. So you you don't want to miss out on anything that she's putting out. So make sure you check the show notes so that you can know how to get in contact with her. Awesome, awesome. Well, this has been another amazing episode of Look Leaders Toolbox. You guys be blessed. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.